Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Lux mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, celebrity gossip enthusiasts. I'm Travis Cronin. You're listening to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. Today, I'm joined by two totally fetch females. Her hair is so big, it's full of secrets. Gwen Flamberg. Oh, that's me. Hey, guys. And I heard she can tell you if it's currently raining. Sarah Huron. Wow, I didn't know it was Mean Girls Day, but I'll take it anytime. I do have the same last name as Katie Caddy. Spelled differently, but... In the same family. Yes, you do. What's Mean Girls? I'm just kidding. (laughs) Today on the podcast, we have two sisters-in-law trying to make it work. Some reality stars hard up for cash, a new couple, intergenerational celebrity beef, and much, much more. But before we get into all of that, let's start with the woes of the week. That is what made our guests just clutch their proverbial pearls and just go, whoa, a la Joey Lawrence in the 90s. Sarah Huron, why don't you tell us what made you go well this week? Well, I mean, Wednesday of this week was pretty much just one jaw drop after another, to say the least. It was, we were all Elle Woods, we were all lawyers yesterday. There was so much legal news to unpack. And I think, you know, the Bill Cosby news was pretty shocking and devastating and upsetting. Um, He will be, he was released from jail yesterday after serving around two years of his 10-year sentence. Um, There was something going on with the the evidence and how things the trial went i don't even freaking know but all i know is a technicality after 58 women came forward to say that he drugged and raped them it's horrible where is the justice in this world where we're missing the justice for that for all of bill cosby's survivors and um the nexium of it all allison mack got three years in jail for her role as the main recruiter for keith rainier and i personally just don't think that's enough either um not thinking- nearly enough not nearly enough she branded these women yes she was you know she did apologize but a little too late for me homegirl like you were you recruited changed ruined so many people's lives um and thinking about the fact that she might serve more time than Bill Cosby, I guess, is also upsetting, even though I think they both deserve a lot more time than they're going to do. It's just the whole thing is upsetting. And I think we need to really look, look inward a little bit here and try to figure out what the hell is going on, because 
it's not right. No. And like so many slights to women, like yeah. the Britney Spears news, Bill Cosby, you know, Allison Mack recruiting and branding and helping with the rape of women. It just seems like they're pushed to the side this week legally by the courts on paper. Gross, gross, gross. horrible legal stuff. Gwen, all, all of those I'm sure made you go, whoa, and <laughs> yeah, scream angrily as I did. Uh, but what made you go, whoa, this week? A little bit lighter. Have you guys seen Lizzo with her little blonde pixie and bleached brows? She looked good as hell, of course. But the hilarious thing that made me go, whoa, was that a lot of her fans thought she looked like one Chris Jenner. And I found that totally hilarious. But, you know, she had like this dramatic dot makeup that a makeup artist had done for her. And she just looked amazing. It was like a totally new Lizzo. But anything that Lizzo does or wears, she's got that confidence. And there is nothing hotter than that. So made me go, whoa. But also, wow, I love you, Lizzo. (laughs) And if you guys haven't seen the pictures, you know what to do. Go to usmagazine.com slash stylish for all the celebrity beauty and style news of the week. Perfect. (gasps) Lovely. Lizzo really can't do no wrong. Keep clapping those cheeks on TikTok. I love every second of it. Um, My woe this week was Meghan McCain leaving The View. Sources um, were saying that ABC begged her to stay on and she was like, no, I'm out of here. They are mean to me. Uh, I am leaving. You know, that's, uh, you know, paraphrasing what the sources said. But that's how I like, that's how I like it to imagine and it went down. Um, But I don't know why it shocked me so much. She's sort of beaten on by the other women. She doesn't really sort of fit into the group as much, even though, you know, she serves her part as the more conservative host. But I just never thought she handled everything really well. And she took things really, really personally, even when they weren't about her at all. Um, But I was still sort of shocked that she was leaving. Did you guys share this? Or were you like, oh, no, this totally makes sense. She's going to dip. I don't watch The View regularly, but I do watch Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen every night. And Megan McCain is on it pretty frequently, actually. She's a huge Housewives fan. And I think Andy likes to have different kinds of voices. And they like during the election, they would talk pretty candidly about things. And it was it was interesting to watch. And in the past, Megan was always very clear and made, wanted everyone to know, like, no, we get along offset. Like we fight about politics, but like Joy's my friend who was my friend. She was always said that repeatedly, wanted to make that known. But post maternity leave, something changed. And I think she got a little bit more sensitive or maybe just like the disconnect of being gone in coronavirus, not in the studio and then coming back. I think she had a very rough transition back into the show. There was that whole moment where Joy or Whoopi said they didn't miss her. And I think she took that very personally. So I'm not surprised just because the difference between Megan a couple years ago and Megan now it has been different. So it's interesting though, because I think she gets a lot of headlines for the show, good or bad. So I think it makes sense. They'd want her to stay because she's, you know, polarizing. Yeah. She's really the headline queen that comes out of there. I haven't seen a headline about anyone else in like two years. I couldn't even name the other two co-hosts besides Joy and Whoopi. Who's still on that panel? That's a very good question. It's a a very good question, Sarah. Well, we'll answer that next week because none of us know. (laughs) So goodbye to Megan McKay. Yeah, so experts. Not not really our wheelhouse, even though it is. All right, well, let's dive in to the news of the week. I mean, talk about a woe moment. Miss Britney Spears, every single person I'm sure in your life is texting you about it. You have seen the free Britney Instagram posts and stories. I have done it. And, you know, now that she's finally spoken up publicly, everyone wants to know what her next steps are. 
Luckily, we have that information to you. So according to court documents attained by us, oh, thank you, yes, we got them. Um, <laughs> Judge Brenda Penny signed an order naming Jamie her father and Bessemer Trust to serve as co-conservators, which was already decided months ago during the hearing. However, was most likely not signed until they allow the party to do their objections. Now, what this means is a judge ruled to keep Jamie and Bessemer Trust on as Britney's conservators, even after she, you know, begged and pleaded with the court to take her dad off the payroll. So uh, this was a huge affront to Britney. She just jetted off to Maui with her boyfriend. She's living her best Hawaiian life. And then the day after she left, the judge still kept Jamie in power. And I don't understand how anyone could do this. She told the judge in the hearing she wanted to sue her family and that, quote, making anyone work against their will and taking all their possessions away, like credit card, cash, phone, passport, and placing them in the home where where they work with the people who live with them. She, of course, said she can't get a baby. She is required to get an IUD so she can't have children. It's just a mess. And the judge apparently did not hear her because they upheld her current conservators. And it's so messed up. Well, important to note, important to note that Brittany and her court-appointed attorney have not officially filed to terminate the conservatorship, which is what Brittany was saying she wanted to do in that heartbreaking 20-minute monologue, I'm going to call it. Um, I mean, every time the judge told her to slow down because they were trying to make sure they got it all transcribed, it was just so upsetting because she she was like felt like she was like racing the clock. She had so much to say, so much built up, you know, facts and sadness. And it was just devastating to listen to. But basically what she this all was from stuff that happened months ago. But it is interesting to note, of course, that the judge, you know, signed it now. Um, but we're still waiting for Brittany to officially we're hearing any day now it needs to get through the courts that she will file now to end the conservatorship. What's so upsetting is that all of this happens on Brittany's dime. She has to pay for this court appointed lawyer who she doesn't even, you know, feel represents her because she couldn't even pick her own freaking lawyer. And all the her dad, they're still getting all her money. It's such BS. It's not even funny, but there, we, we can't give up hope yet because she hasn't filed the paperwork to terminate yet. So there's still there's still hope after the devastating court appearance last week. The thing that really butters my bun is just the bigger implication, because if Brittany was male and not female, there would just be no talk of a conservatorship whatsoever. I but agree. because she's a woman, she mm -hmm. has to deal with all of this. And it really the misogyny of yesterday it, it, this was something that really compounded it for me. And I just will stick with what I said on last week's podcast, which is free Britney. Free Britney. And we talked to some legal expert that when she does file the petition to have the conservatorship lifted and banned, it could still take years in the courts. And we talked to a legal expert because we are not, even though we get more and more closer to that every day. I'm trying, man. <laughs> you are, you're, you're doing pretty well with the legalese. Um, but this legal expert said it could be till 2022 <sighs> until the judge makes a ruling to end this conservatorship by that's just how the courts work. She would have to file the petition. It would have to be, you know, signed off on, they would have to get their court date. Then they would have to have arguments. And then it could be years before she even can pretend to get her life back. What's also interesting well, to note is 
Jody Montgomery is who's like her in charge of her person, not her finances and stuff, but her person, her like caregiver, care manager, they call her, um, is blaming Jamie Spears like Britney did. But Jamie Spears is blaming Jody, trying to say that after he had to step back in 2019 for his health issues, that Jody got much more of the day to day and she should be mad at Jody for, you know, the medication or the the rehab stays that she did not consent to, or, you know, even like she said she was going to AA and then they wouldn't let her talk to the people she met. And I, like the whole thing was just so backwards and made no sense, but now they're blaming yeah. each other. But again, blaming each other on Britney's dime. This is just such BS. At BS and not Britney Spears. No, and not a lot, not the good kind. And a lot of celebrities have, I mean, almost like every single celebrity, especially every single female celebrity has come out supporting Britney Spears. Um, and I think one of note was Christina Aguilera's uh, tribute to Britney on Twitter. She said, quote, um, these past few days, I've been thinking about Britney and everything she is going through. It is unacceptable that any woman or human wanting to be in control of their own destiny, destiny might not be allowed to live as they wish to be silenced, ignored, bullied, or denied support by those close to you is the most depleting, devastating, and demeaning thing imaginable. She continued to say the harmful mental and emotional damage this can take on a human spirit is nothing to be taken lightly. Every woman must have the right to their own body, her own reproductive system, her own privacy, her own space, her own healing, and her own happiness. She went on, but I think that really sums it all up. And it was lovely to see her former Mickey Mouse Club and VMA co-presenter Christina Aguilera come to her defense. But were you guys shocked that like every single celebrity came, was talking about Free Britney? I mean, it was so lovely to see everyone support her because she's not really known for having that many Hollywood friends. I think True. she represents so much for all of us in like exactly. childhood and nostalgia. Absolutely. She sure does. Well, let's move on to a happier story. Uh, Meghan Markle and Kate Middleton be going to make up. Ah! Yes, it's happening. We have heard from sources that Kate is reaching out to Meghan a lot more. She's sending notes. She's sending gifts. But we also heard from a source that, that this is all because the firm, i.e. the palace, Kensington Palace, has sort of asked them to who asked the royal staffers and people on their payroll to reach out to Harry and Meghan so they will stop bashing them. So, I mean, good that she's reaching out, um, even though maybe the intention is a little wrong, but happy that these two are in contact. They're both mothers and they have to, you know, they have their babies or cousins. So I love to hear that any, any moving forward is happening with them. I completely agree. I love seeing these two as friends and I hope that their friendship grows even deeper. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I necessarily think it's going to mend all fences here by, you know, sending a baby gift. Good for Kate. I think that this is a pivotal time since Lily, Diana, Lilibet is so young. They've been in California for such a long time. Um, and this is going to be, I feel like with the more time there are apart, the, the deeper the wedge I think is ever going to get. So this is going to be the time when, you know, they can, if they can start traveling to, both see each other and make an effort. And if they do, I think they can totally recover from this. If they don't, I think it'll just get deeper. But I mean, seeing the photos of, to pivot to William and Harry today at the Princess Diana statue unveiling, I mean, it was to see them like smiling, looking at this statue, like made me want to cry. And it was nice to see them come together. I mean, one thing they always are going to have in common, no matter what, is that they are brothers and they love their mother and they lost their mother at such a young age. And no one is ever going to understand that at the magnitude that they will with 
you know, being princesses, prince and princesses and all that. So I think that, you know, there's a chance. I mean, we also, but then when I saw them talk at the funeral, I thought it looked friendly. And then we come we hear months later from the family friends, the second they're behind closed doors, they're at each other's throats. So time will still tell on what really went down today is what I'm learning with these people. But it was so nice to see them out there with Diana's family and looking at this statue with such like pride in their mom. And the laughs, like the yes. laughs and the smiles, they, it seemed really authentic. I don't know what they were saying. I would love to know what they were saying, but I'm just really happy to see them together and, and seemingly great vibes. Yeah. Great vibes. And just for some background, they, uh, it's at the sunken garden, this beautiful statue of Diana and two children at Kensington palace. It's and actually on- three children. There's one behind the other one. I had to oh, look deep. Who knew? Nice. Yes. Interesting. Good yes. little 3D moment. Yes, 3D. And today, today would have been her 60th birthday. We're not I putting can't her in even believe that. But I can't even believe that Diana would have just been 60. Yeah. Totally. It's astounding I, to me. It really sinks in how recently this tragedy happened. And the statue was commissioned by William and Harry in 2017 to memorialize their mother to mark the 20th anniversary of her death. Um, Prince Harry and William wanted the statue to recognize her positive impact in the UK and around the world and help future generations understand the significance of her place in history. Uh, The unveiling took place today at a small family event and was attended by the princess's siblings, the Earl of Spencer, the lady Sarah McCrocodile and the lady Jane uh, Fellowes. Yes. Um, in addition Straight to- out of London, Travis Cronin, everybody. <laughs> yeah. uh, Travis Cronin, great with names. Travis Cronin. Great with names. <laughs> Professional lingu- linguist. It's on my LinkedIn. Um, and the statue, uh, the commission, you know, Harry and William and everyone who was on this commission said the statue aims to reflect the warmth, elegance, and energy of Diana in addition to her work and the impact she had on so many people. The figure of her is surrounded by three children who represent universality and generational impact of the princess's work. The portrait and the style of her dress was based on the final period of her life as she gained confidence in her role as an ambassador for humanitarian causes and aims to convey her character and compassion. Um, The statue is engraved with the princess's name and the date of the unveiling. The front of the statue is a paving stone engraved with the exact after the poem called The Measure of a Man, which um, was featured in the program for the 2007 Memorial service for her. I won't read the poem. You can go and visit it in the sunken garden. Um, It's a bronze statue. It was done by Ian Rank Broadley, and it is 1.25x life size, so just a little bit earlier. And we already got quotes from William and Harry about it. They said today on what would have been our mother's 60th birthday, we remember her love, strength, and character, qualities that made her a force for good around the world, changing countless lives for the better. They said every day we wish she was still here with us and our hope is that the statue will be seen as a forever symbol of her life and legacy and i mean what great news diana's impact was so beautiful to hiv to children's causes i mean she is just such an angel and the statue is lovely and i cannot believe what really drives home that her 60th birthday would be today is how young she was taken from the world it is Mm -hmm. it really drives that home i kind of glossed over that but she was you know barely 40 and that's it's 36 i think terrible yeah terrible 
And the sunken garden was chosen because it was one of Princess Diana's favorite locations at the palace. She used to walk there like all the time, almost daily, they said. Um, and they spent a thousand hours in labor to fix it up for her with all her favorite flowers. Amazing. So, uh, yeah, a thousand hours, 4,000 individual flowers had been planted there. And just a rundown, 200 roses, 100 forget-me-nots, 300 tulips, 500 lavender plants, 100 dahlias, 50 sweet peas, and 400 meters of fine shortcut turf. There will be a quiz at the end of this. (laughs) There will be a quiz. How many dahlias? Yes, it's 100. 100. A hundred dahlias. Um, Sounds lovely. Can't wait to see it in person. Well, let's move on to something uh, way more scummy and sort of tragic. Uh, The Bachelor people getting these COVID loans. Sarah Huron, tell us about this mess. And it's not only the Bachelor people. There's a lot of people who are involved in this. And I'm sure we're going to be hearing a lot more. I personally know a few people who took out some of those PPP loans they shouldn't have. Um, But tell us about the unveiling of all these bachelor people and their businesses. Yes. I mean, it wouldn't be a week without a bachelor nation scandal. And you can find out everything on us weekly's here for the right reasons podcast hosted by yours truly. But um, yes, Tasha Adams, Colton Underwood, Ari and Lauren and Dale Moss were the names that were pulled out from bachelor nation this week for getting paid protection program loans. These were loans that the government created for small businesses during coronavirus to play, pay their employees and keep their businesses alive. So Tasha, for example, got 20 grand to um, through a small business administrated back loan. Um, and her rep said as a business owner, television host, and podcast host and brand ambassador, Tasha obtained a PPP loan that enabled her to hire an employee, someone who was previously unemployed to whom she offers market-based pay and benefits. Since exhausting the PPP loan funds, but in light of the growing economy, Tasha was committed to reta- has committed to retaining her employee for the foreseeable future. Colton, meanwhile, got 11 grand for his nonprofit for cystic fibrosis. Seems to be a little bit more legit since it was for his charity. He his rep has maintained that he did not get any of the money himself. Ari and Lauren have an LLC titled Instagram husband. This is the Ari and Lauren who did recently just buy a second home in Hawaii and welcome twins. Um, they got a 20 grand loan for. Instagram husband, aka just being an influencer, and Dale Moss was also granted a 20 grand loan, um, but according to the documents, was actually not um, given the funds yet. Um, But overall, I mean, people are saying this is kind of a joke, right? Like these people can make 20 grand on a flat tummy tea ad, on any sort of ad. These loans were created for people to not hire people also, by the way, to maintain existing employees. So the Tasha thing gets a little confusing there. Um, And she was also a lead in the last year. So I assume her funds you know, aren't super depleted. Um, We don't know everything going on. This is not illegal. This is legal action taken by these people. You know, people are just calling it out for maybe being a little shady, a little sketchy and not necessarily what the government was planning when they created this program. It wasn't for Bachelor Nation or influencers to maintain their their influence. To put it that, lightly. Uh, that Ari and Lauren one really just rubs me the wrong way. For and the they're the Instagram only ones husband. who haven't said anything about it. Like it's it's classic. Oh God, Gwen, do you want to see them all locked up and jailed? It's technically legal. They didn't I mean, do anything wrong. Yeah, <laughs> listen, jail, Gross. I think jail is, is a strong word, but you know, it never really ceases to amaze me, the antics of these bachelor people. Bachelor Nation is is powerful, you guys. Yes, it Instagram is. Instagram husband LLC. 
oh, Instagram husband LLC, horrible. And how do you need 20,000 or whatever it was to do posts that people are paying you for? It's very confusing. And I, I mean, Nick Vile, former bachelor, made a funny TikTok about it. And the end of his, you know, he was explaining how, why he thought about it. And he was, because people were saying, we don't have a right to judge what other people are going through financially. And it's like, this is public information for a reason. Um, and also you can, they can make money off of really dumb things very easily. And they yeah. all know that if you have over a million Instagram followers, I don't think you need a loan from the government. I'm sorry. I just don't. <laughs> I agree. Well, let's go to some intergenerational celebrity beef. Courtney Love calling out Olivia Rodrigo and not for stealing her driver's license or boyfriend. <laughs> Imagine boyfriend. That would be something. Oh, my God. Let's hope for next week. I mean, Olivia Rodrigo is reportedly dating that new guy. Yeah. 21 so. year old producer or something. Go, girl. Sexy. She's 18 she's... now. All bets are off. Nice. She found her Sabrina Carpenter. All right. So Courtney Love uh, called out the now legal star, congratulations, Olivia. And she uh, captioned her post, spot the difference, hashtag twinning, she wrote on the caption of her Instagram. And then Olivia Rodrigo responded in the comments writing, love you and live through this so much, which seemed lovely and we thought it was over, but no. Courtney Love took to Facebook and was a little bit more blunt in her comments. She wrote, it was rude of her and her record label Geffen not to ask me or the live through this album cover uh, photographer, Ellen Von Worth, which is what this is all for. But she says, don't worry, this happened my whole career. So I don't care, but manners is manners. She also said that she awaits flowers and a note from Olivia. And she <laughs> finished by saying, I sure hope it's long. Uh, I think she's talking about the note. And she says, does Disney teach kids reading and writing? God knows. Let's see. This is all because Olivia did a promo photo for her Sour Prom concert film. And the photo shows uh, Olivia posing as a prom queen with mascara running down her face. And it was reminiscent of Courtney Love's band's whole 1994 Live Through This album cover. Uh, I, I mean... Like being in a prom dress with mascara running down your face doesn't seem like it was owned by Courtney. Hey, did like <laughs> did she sue Lauren Conrad too when like the Laguna Beach prom aired? Like I just this is I mean as an Olivia Rodrigo stan maybe I'm blinded but I one didn't even think the images looked that similar and two since when does Courtney Love own prom? True. I mean the image is so like Olivia's brand. Yeah. So yeah. I, I totally think it's okay. Courtney Love is a little bit wacky, but I will say that once I saw Courtney Love perform at the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City and she came up from the stage wearing angel wings and she looked amazing. So like, I think Courtney Love is an icon. I just Same. think that, you know, not everything is about you, but it's hard for rock stars who are narcissists to rack their head around that. So. And isn't like music, like always, you know, taken from each other. It's, like, it's, it's yeah. a cycle. I don't know. I feel like she didn't need to go this hard, but whatever. Yeah. And after <laughs> Olivia was like, oh my God, I love you. And like live for this. And she was like this bitch, you yeah. know, like, uh, 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 uh. like how does that like anger her even more to this like 18 year old? It was, it was very, very strange. A random one. 
let's talk about, uh, you know, I have no segue for random in this. It's just sad. Chloe Kardashian and Tristan. Um, Sarah, before I spill the tea on her next baby and what she's going to do about it, why don't you give us a little update on what is going on in Stormfront? Well, as we know, Chloe and Tristan broke up last month. There's a lot more, you know, allegations flying around about Tristan and his extracurricular activities. Um, but that did not Three stop girls, him. one room. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that did not stop him from, you know, wishing her happy birthday with a touching tribute that said, thank you for not just being an amazing partner, mommy, best friend, but also the kindest, caring, most loving human being I've ever met. Your love and spirit is courageous to all who have met you. Oh, contagious, which obviously Chris, Tristan hasn't caught it. Contagious all who have met you thank you for always putting always being there for me and putting our family first i love you so much have an amazing day so you know tristan going hard with the birthday note not we're not going to forget tristan third trimester thompson what you did um and a source then told us that chloe does still love tristan they're not going to get back during the time soon but she's not ruling it out because they spend pretty much 24 7 together and now that she broke up with him they're not around each other as much anymore and she's just trying to address and transition into being friendly co-parents and separate her emotions from them so you know and note the insider noted that tristan's alleged infidelity played a factor into them not being able to make it work quote they were doing well up until those girls came out saying they hooked up with tristan she struggles because tristan is the father of true and she wants to be on good terms with him but is having trouble because she sees him as a cheater and thinks it'll continue to happen if she takes him back i mean has chloe finally seen she's not wrong yeah i don't wrong (laughs) i don't know you guys i worry that he's gonna wiggle his way in again but i really hope she stays strong uh gwen do you have any words for chloe about tristan and hopefully to not take him back Stay strong and don't put anything else in your lips. That's what I have to say to Chloe. I mean, listen, she makes beautiful babies. They make beautiful babies together. I can understand why maybe she wants a full sibling for her baby. But, you know, just I, I don't even believe that they're together or were together in any like real way. And I just... I want the old Chloe back. I want the Chloe who like has an amazing personality and has tons of confidence and is true to herself. I, I want that Chloe back. And I don't think that Tristan brings that out in her. So I'm kind of hoping that she runs. See, I do believe they were together. And I think she just let her guard down with him and let him all the way in after watching that season of Kardashians. And in between that, like August to January, they finally like were on good terms. And she went to Boston with him. And then right when she let her guard mm-hmm. down, He's at Tana Mojo's birthday party. <laughs> oh, bad place to be for anyone. For anyone, let alone a 30-something-year-old man with a kid. Two kids. Oh Isn't I don't think he's 30. I think he's younger than that. No, I think he just he's, turned 30. No. Oh, he re, he reads younger to me. Hmm. I'll do a live check. Interesting. All right, Interesting. do a live check. Well, while you do that, uh, we had a Kardashian source tell he us. He turned 30 Chloe... on March 30, 13th. Thank you. Oh, I'm so sorry for questioning you. Happy dirtiest 30 okay. to Tristan. Um, <laughs> we had a source uh, close to Chloe tell us that she has not made up her mind yet about what she wants to do about the next baby. She is still actively looking to have this child. She's been trying for a year and a half, the source says. And she does want to have it with Tristan, but isn't quite sure if she wants to get all entangled up in there. What do you guys think she's going to do? You know Chloe better than anyone, Sarah. (laughs) I mean, I believed before all this happened that she was going to go the surrogate route because she was having trouble getting pregnant and because she wasn't really letting him all the way in. And that was a way to do it with like a third party. So they didn't have to necessarily sleep together, but then they got complicated and they did start sleeping together again. And I just, I don't know. I could see Chloe maybe going like with an adoption route or something. 
Mm-hmm. Interesting. I think that would be great. It'd be very Clo money. She's got a lot of love to she's give. Just, True. She she does, and she's a sweet soul. She's thirty seven. All right. She's gonna have to make this decision soon, but she's thirty seven. All right. Well, do you guys know what it's time for? Sink or ship. Ooh. Yes, and we have two <laughs> couples up for the sinking or the shipping. First one is Jason Sudeikis and Keely. Just gonna, you know, she's like Madonna, just Keely. Keely. Um, yeah, just Keely. Keely Hazel, I believe. No, just Keely. She likes to go by. Um, so yes, Jason Sudeikis and Keely. Sarah, tell us a little, little bit about their relationship, and then I want to hear from all of us if we sink or ship this couple. Okay. So Jason Sudeikis was actually linked to the infamous Keely um, a few months ago, <laughs> right after Olivia my, Olivia um, Olivia Wilde, his ex fiance and mother of his children, moved on with Harry Styles. Um, at the time, we heard they were just friends. These two have actually known each other for a while. She was in Horrible Bosses. She was in Ted lasso they've worked together horrible bosses too i'm sorry um not to be confused with the first cinematic <laughs> masterpiece um so they've been friends for a long time but the, and they grew closer slowly while he was you know recovering from this heartbreak of olivia meeting harry styles which again impossible for anyone to get over personally of course, i couldn't yeah. get over it um and now they are full-on dating they were cuddling up packing on the pda um and something in the relationship shifted and there's a little bit of an age difference. He's 45. She's 34. She's a model actress. Um, everyone, when he was accepting his Golden Globe a few months ago, noticed that she had posted selfies in the same place. He seemingly accepted his Golden Globe. So slow and steady getting together. Um, the only reason I say ship is because it seemed like a slow and steady friendship turned relationship. And I think that's a good move for when you're on the rebound, if, if you want it to potentially work. Gwen, do you think? Sink, 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 baby. I believe that this is a total rebound relationship. How could anybody get over their baby mama love going with Harry Styles? I think that he had to, to save face, hook up with somebody. And that's what I think this is. I, I think that Jason Sudeikis is a brilliant actor and human and i think he can do better than a ma a model actress whatever oh my god she's an actress she's an actress slash model the iconic keely um i'm gonna have to do a little bit of both i ship it for the short while and then i sink it in about a month because like one said i agree when your significant other leaves you for harry styles no matter who they are you are sad you are tragic i really hope you find someone just to make you feel better about yourself mm. so ship it for that reason but for the long term i know very little about the infamous keely even though she is you know a dynasty all in herself but you know something something about it does not feel amazing to me okay but there is another couple another couple in the running for sinking and ship we have olivia munn and john mulaney we have a little bit of an update on them source tells us that she has snuck into a few of his comedy shows and you know is still obsessed with him he really likes her they have a lot of the same like nerdy gamer interests moments and the relationship is like progressing well and they're both really happy Sarah here on with the eye roll. Would you like to kick us off? Sink, sink, sink. <laughs> Those freaking paparazzi photos at lunch could not have been more stage. And then she's spotted leaving his house. I can't with Olivia Munn. I don't trust her. And I don't like how quickly this happened from his marriage. Justice for John Mulaney's wife. Um, no, sink, sink, sink. I can't support this. I'm a woman who su- supports other women, but doesn't support Olivia Munn. <laughs> team, team John Mulaney's wife, who I don't even know. 
Honestly, same. Gwen, what about you? Guys, I ship. I ship this one. Gwen, we're going to go in the ring. Listen, here, I know. Here's the thing. I do completely agree with you, Sarah, that this was just like a little too close for comfort with his wife, ex-wife, whatever. But... I feel like, you know, other than the whole like hyaluronic acid from the Japanese sweet potatoes, (laughs) I really like Olivia Munn. I think that she's smart. I think that she's clever. And I think that she's really smoking hot. And I think that John Mulaney is really smart and really funny. And I don't know. I just like kind of, I kind (laughs) of see this. I mean, you know, a little bit. I kind of, in in that comedy guy way, I, I, I ship, I ship. I see these two as a couple that could at least have a good time for a little while. And I don't know, I'm like kind of into it, kind of into it. Travis tiebreaker. I agree with Sarah. I do not trust this Olivia. Olivia Wilde, I trust. Olivia Munn, I do not. Those were definitely set up paparazzi photos. I feel like like she ruined Aaron Rodgers' relationship with his family when she was allegedly. Allegedly. I mean, allegedly, but like Jordan, his brother sort of said it um, a few times and, you know, hinted at it a few times. So it's a little more than it's a lot of alleged. Um, But I I just don't trust her. And I want John Mulaney to run the other way. Maybe he'll maybe he'll run to (laughs) Keeley. Maybe he will run to Keeley. All right, guys, and now it's time for Celebrity Birthday Boxing Mania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is where we take celebrities and we throw them into an imaginary boxing ring so no one gets hurt. And we pit them against each other, taken probably from the idea of MTV's Celebrity Deathmatch, which I loved uh, back in the day. And the first bout is up to Sarah Huron. We have Hillary. Burton, who you might know from One Tree Hill. Ian Slayer herself, of course I do. I don't, I don't know if you, yeah, you're familiar with her? Okay. Um, she is 39 this week, and she is fighting against Ariana Grande, who is 28 this week. Oh my God, these are two people who I actually genuinely love. Um, I mean, Peyton is my least favorite character on One Tree Hill, <laughs> and Ariana Grande was there for me during quarantine, um, you know, really kind of get my spirits up. So I'll give it to Ariana, even though the character of Peyton Sawyer would would probably hate her, and that would be a good match, but I'll, I'll go Ari. Hmm. Oh, wow. I didn't see that coming. Me neither. All right, Gwen, I'm Gwen keeping you guys Amber. on your toes. You are. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, Hillary. Okay, Gwen, next one's to you. Missy Elliott, 50 this week. Congratulations to Missy Elliott. You look incredible. Um, against Debbie Harry, 76. I mean, Travis, how, how, how could you pit these two against each other? Here's the thing. Missy Misdemeanor Elliot, who I would ordinarily give the prize to no matter what, because she'd be drinking tequila, she'd get in the ring, she would just like strangle whoever else was in there, lovingly, of course. But (laughs) she would not do that to Debbie Harry, known as Blondie. And wait a second, how old is Debbie Harry? 76. That's right. All right, so this is a full-on tie. Missy Misdemeanor Elliot and Blondie would be in the ring. They would spontaneously do an incredible duet that Missy Elliot would rap to the tide is high that Debbie Harry would be singing. And seriously, it would just they would levitate themselves out of the ring. It is a full on tie and they both win. 
Wow. Wow. That was my favorite bout so far. (laughs) And Tie to Tie is just an iconic song. I also love the Atomic Kitten. It's my karaoke jam. I know know the version from the Lizzie McGuire movie by Atomic Kitten. (laughs) Yes. I also love that version too. (laughs) Never give up. All right. uh, The third match to you, Sarah Huron. We have Liv Tyler, who is 44 this week, versus Pamela Anderson, who is 54 this week. Tough, tough. Tough. I mean, I've seen Jersey Girl. I know Liv Tyler. Um, She's she's Stephen Tyler's daughter. She's got rock and roll. She was in Um, Lord of the Rings as a beautiful elf queen. You think I've seen Lord of the Rings, Travis? Oh, she's really pretty. She is a gorgeous elvish lady. Oh, she looks great. You should just look up that. Yeah. Who was she against? I literally just forgot. Uh, Pamela Anderson. Oh, duh. 56, 54. Pamela Anderson, queen icon legend. She's got the red bathing suit on. Bring it back. She's going to beat Liv Tyler. Let's be honest. Pamela Anderson. Oh, okay. Well, Gwen, it is Pamela Anderson, 54, Ariana Grande, 28. And the hottest new duo in music, Missy Elliott and Debbie Harry, all in the ring together. So everybody would just bow down to 76-year-old Debbie Harry, and that would be that. Yeah. Beautiful. Debbie Harry, your heart of glass has saved in this boxing match. Congratulations to her. Thank you to my co-host, Sarah and Gwen. Really, thank you. You guys are great for helping me spill this piping hot celebrity this week. Again, this is Travis Cronin on the Hot Hollywood Podcast or YouTube show, however you like to take it in, with your weekly peek into the glamour, glitter, fashion, fame of your favorite celebrities. After all, they're just like us. 